Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Today we're going to talk about art and writing. I'm going to sort of get into how I started writing about artists and interviewing artists and then sort of kind of journalistic writing in general, which Brenna knows actually more about than I do, <laughs> I think. I think from like a fundamental perspective, yeah. like I figured things I out. I took classes in it. You figured things out. Yeah. I still want to figure things out. <laughs> well, exactly. And I actually have quite a bit of experience writing for um, an art site called Art and Object. And I, yeah, I think that's everything sort of moments of failure, mo- moments of success. And then a little bit about the stories I've written. We're actually going to get more into that next week. So. Yeah. I majored in studio art and art history. Brenna and I took an art history class together. We did? <laughs> yeah. Film. Art okay. history of film. Okay, okay. I was going to say, Remember I wasn't sure. the class sure. that we had to watch cat people for? Yes, but I was going to say, I was not <laughs> sure if that was in the art history department. I forgot. Um, yes, oh, yeah. I do remember. Because I took two different film like critique classes. I took that one and then one in the English department. Um, yeah. So yes, I do remember that very much. So that class, we watched a lot of really weird old stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And the other class I took, we watched like cool new stuff. So. But we also watched Star Wars. Uh, cool, old stuff. No, <laughs> I don't consider I don't consider Star Wars as old as Cat People. I'm just kidding. Well, duh. <laughs> no, I'm did no, I I'm just did kidding. I tell you that um, when I met my favorite actor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Wait, no, not when I met him. What? When I listened to okay, so I met him in October, but this isn't when yes. I met him. This is when um, <laughs> I listened to an interview with him like last fall. Yes. Wow. Anyways, he talked about <laughs> how his like how he came up with his character's walk. Yeah. And he said part of it was inspired by the guy from Cat People. Jesus. Yeah, I remember sitting like in our dorm room. Sitting in wow. our dorm room, like with a HDMI cable plugged into our tiny little TV, like watching yeah. these creepy old movies and whatnot. On snow days. Yes. That on was snow so days. fun and cozy. Yeah. Anyways. It was cozy because our room was so small. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so basically my fundamental strategy, I mean, how I got started writing was kind of like writing for this particular publication, not just writing yeah. in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like just a weird, uh, twist of fate ran into someone and pitched my story and got, um, it was like, sure, totally. And my first story was, well, it was about the Hulu show Harlots. I think I've told you a little bit about that, Brenna. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't remember. But in our next episode, we're going to get more into the specifics of our published work. Yeah. Um, But that was just a show that I really liked. It took place in Georgian England, which is a time period I had studied a lot in um, school. So I already Mm -hmm. knew a lot about the art of it. And I had very specific opinions about, like, the way that... like the visual aspects of the show. And I would say that I tend to be a pretty opinionated and like kind of uh, argumentative person in general. Yes. And I think that is really helpful for that kind of writing. Like I always have 
very specific opinions that influence my stories, but yeah. the way I like make it appropriate is like it's not about you it's about the art and the artist so I like when I'm writing I push sort of my view but I use my interviews and like the actual material to and I never say like this is what I believe I just like present all these things I'm like it's interesting that one could one could suppose well you know what I mean does that make sense Yes, I, I studied journalism, yes. Okay, well, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, but that's very, like, well, I was, I, I'm horrible at journalistic writing. I studied photo and video, but I did have to do my fair share of writing in the journalism school. And yeah, no, that's totally um, valid. <laughs> yeah, you come from a long line of journalists, Brenna. Oh my God, just literally one. <laughs> I literally come Two. from... right? Both your well, parents. I get okay. Yes, my parents met. Okay, you're right. My mom was she's more like PR though, but she which okay. is journalism still. But she's yes, they met. My mom and dad met in a news station. So you are correct, but I never consider her because yeah. my dad still does journalism. My mom does not. But. but yeah, I think I also had to kind of learn that to sort of prioritize what I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. tend to when I interview people, I end up with way too much fun content that would be awesome to share Mm -hmm. but I have to kind of like pick the things that are most memorable to me because that's what's going to be most memorable I think to most people like trusting my gut and then also like being okay with the fact that a lot of really cool stuff gets left sort of like on the cutting room floor yeah Mm. weird the phrase in, I mean, the phrase is kill your darlings, but the phrase in, um, say, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was always like kill your babies. And they, that's what they say in the photojournalism school. I don't know why, like, why can't you just say kill your darlings? Like then that's like the normal quote, right? Yeah. But I mean, that's what they'd always say. Cause I mean, for photo stories that I make, you'd have like, I don't know, hundreds of images and you literally had to pick 10 and that was your yeah. photo story. And it's like, hard to know that some of this stuff will never see the light of day or whatever. Um, yes. so yeah, it's definitely hard. I don't know. My first interview was like terrifying. Yeah. Um, they suck. <laughs> yeah. When I was calling people in England and I didn't understand you have to do a specific exit code for your country. So I like oh, I yeah. put in the number. I thought it was just, you know, the numbers mm-hmm. like for international calls. Like I thought yeah. that was enough. But then I called and like nothing. <laughs> I ended up finally getting in touch with them like I don't remember how late, like it feels like it was 15 minutes late, but it probably wasn't that long. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But the interesting thing is like I, my first interview, I had like no experience, whatever. I had opinions and I knew what I was talking about, but I like didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I felt like an imposter. Um, But my interviewees were just as nervous. They were like, yeah, that doesn't sound stupid, does it? (laughs) Yeah, no, literally like when you, especially like interviewing people for like the documentary that I did or whatever, where it's like, you're literally right there and you have to set up all the equipment and like, they don't really like, typically the person you're interviewing really Mm -hmm. doesn't have any any knowledge of like the equipment and stuff, even though you're like, oh my God, I'm not setting it up right. They're going to know that I like look stupid and don't know how to use this camera. But typically they don't even like, they're, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking like this is about me and I'm nervous because these people are going to ask me questions. So really like it's both ways. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's really, except for when I interviewed Trina, um, the first woman to draw Wonder Woman, she's like 80 something. 
and she's like the most confident person in the world it was very intimidating (laughs) so opinionated too I was like so scared she was gonna hate the story and roast me but she loved it yeah so that's really rewarding (laughs) but anyways I wrote down stuff about like the weird trial and error that I had to do to kind of figure things out um which first of all I mean this is a podcast not a visual thing but maybe we can put a picture but I got out all the notes that I made for my first story and then these are my notes from my current story which is one piece of paper the other thing was like a full stack um I'm so proud of you you're helping the environment with each article you write you're getting better at (laughs) not wasting not wasting paper like I had like 14 drafts and like 24 word docs in my folder for my first story and then for this one I have like one draft I mean this one's different because it's not an interview my last Mm -hmm. interview I had like maybe four drafts um so and so I'm like growing in that way which is cool like the amount of time I spend on each story is actually like proportional to what I'm getting paid so that's cool and I like knew that I knew um that like or like I was happy to spend extra time on the first ones because I was learning and how else are you gonna learn um exactly but yeah Yeah, it's just getting the process down and yeah feeling more confident with the process and, like, knowing how to reach out to people, like, I scored, scored my <laughs> first interviews by signing up for IMDb Pro, like, a free trial, mm-hmm. which I canceled my account after I, like, got all the emails. And I, like, went through the whole crew, and anybody who did anything visual, I, like, wrote their name down, their agent's name down, and their email. And then I, like, emailed 20 people <laughs> and um, interviewed the people I heard back from. I only heard back from, like, three the best way to do anything is to get a free trial of something and use it for two days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's so cool that that's how that like happened. Um, I think it's really fun to kind of find people's contacts. Like more recently I've been interviewing like normal artists and you just have to talk to their gallery Mm -hmm. Um, or them. A lot of them have their actual email available, but like Mm -hmm. for Trina, for the wonder woman lady, God, she would hate to hear me calling her that. Um, she's like, I did a hell of a lot more than Wonder Woman. Anyways. Um, that's she, what she is in the context of this podcast at this point, because that's all you've told us that she's done. So <laughs> we're not offending. We're not trying to offend yeah. you. <laughs> Go read her book. Yes. Her book. She's got so many. Just Google her. Anyways, um, to find her, that was really difficult because she's like 80 and she used to have this blog, but she hasn't posted on it in a while and there was no contact information. Mm-hmm. So I like randomly, there's this comic artist that I followed on Instagram and I direct messaged her and like asked her if there was like something like IMDb, but for comic book artists, <laughs> she was like, not that I'm aware of, but maybe if you reach out through a publisher. And so that's why I did. And that's how I found her. So like, yeah, you, you just kind of have to, to, use all the resources that you can, if that makes sense. I think, yeah, that was one of the hardest. Oh, it was kind of one of the easiest parts, honestly, of being a journalism student is reaching out to people because typically for the people like I was interviewing, it was um, like 
since we could kind of pick our own stories, it was easier. <laughs> but then when yeah. we couldn't pick our own stories, it was, we get like, there were ways just cause the journalism school, people know everyone like, mm-hmm. cause the UNC journalism school is extremely highly acclaimed. And like, there's alums that are super famous and whatnot in the journalism sphere. And so it's, it's easy to kind of make connections, but I think just the number one thing was just telling people I was a journalism student because then everyone was like, okay, sure. I'll help you out. Like just saying you're a journalism <laughs> student was what got me in the door of a lot of just emails people would respond to because it said like in the, in the title journalism student, like <laughs> in the subject line. Um, but I think it takes a lot of practice to learn how to like reach out properly for interviews and kind of pre-frame what's going to be going on and whatnot. So yeah, that's awesome that, um, you've done that. Cool. Yeah. Another thing I did. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Um, another thing I did, um, like sort of, cause I didn't really know anything about journalistic writing. Um, I don't either. So don't worry. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> as like an art history student, you write a lot of papers. So you write mm-hmm. a lot about art. So I knew how to do that. I don't really know anything about how to write like journalistically or I didn't before and like how to quote people Mm -hmm. and how much of it should be quotes and how much of it should be your writing so I literally went through the website and like some other uh sources and I would like copy and paste the story into a word doc and then separate out the quotes and look at the word count verses and then I would keep track for a while, like until recently, every time I would write a story, I would put the quotes in the story in boldface until I turned it in. Yeah. Like, so I could keep track. No, that's super smart. I think for like the photo and video concentration, you still had to take a couple reporting, like writing classes. Cause you do have to still mm-hmm. like write captions and usually captions have um, quotes in them and you still kind of have to learn the basics. They still require like every concentration to take like the basic level reporting the like first level then the second level and the first level Mm -hmm. for me was taught by like she was like a random she was not a professor she was a random teacher from like a community college who came in Mm -hmm. which is not a problem obviously but the issue was she was a terrible teacher and she came (laughs) in and this class that is like fundamental for every journalism student she had us write essays about like what we wanted to be when we grew up we did not write any we did not write any articles we did not like interview anyone and the, t- the standardized tests that you were supposed to take like as a student of that class, because there was like a, like 50 classes a semester of this one class because it was like the fundamental journalism class, the standardized tests that these kids had to take, we didn't never took them. Our class never took them. And so when I got to level two, my professor was like, you're terrible. What happened? And then he was like, oh, you must have been in that one class. And so like they... Um, they like knew about it. And obviously that was like totally, I mean, I ended up getting like an A plus because she was grading right. everyone like really easily, but I didn't learn anything about writing. So I had to like, in this second level class, I had to like work my butt off and work really one-on-one with the professor, which was nice. But he was just frustrated because he said that he yeah. had another student in like another one of his classes that was in the same boat that like took this, <laughs> this class that was not like sanctioned any, like it was just crazy. So I, Damn. I kind of had to learn on my own how to yeah. Because I was in a, co- a couple other classes that in, where I did have to write a little bit too. So I definitely kind of learned on my own as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> so um, it's super intimidating at first, definitely. Yeah. Because I was used to writing. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I was used to writing like academic papers that are about like mm-hmm. in like history class or, or whatnot and not, not ever journalistic writing. So 
which is way different. And it has all the different like AP style and all of that you have to worry about. And wherever you're writing has a different style and blah, blah. So yeah, it can be crazy. Oh, so crazy. And mm -hmm. I guess the only other thing is um, getting images because yeah. you have to, if you're writing about art. Yes, um, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. And I did a lot of different, um, like types of art like I said my first story was about a Hulu series mm -hmm. so for that you have to contact Hulu <laughs> um which is now owned by Disney hello Mr. Walt oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like Hulu and Netflix they have these like alternate sites sort mm -hmm. of home pages that are for press yeah and you yeah. have to make an account and like request access um which I was, but basically, I guess the process time is kind of slow or like if you don't have a specific name and like the website is, is, has been very successful. So like I had that in there, but That's I ended good. up having to like, and I should have done this in the first place, but I was like worried that my interviewees would judge me for not knowing what to do. But basically what I did and what I always do now was like, I asked the artist, yeah. <laughs> like who I should reach out to for the images. Yeah. Um, and they like immediately put me in contact, even though he was in the UK, like I emailed him and like five minutes later, he got back to me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's letting um, your ego go is, or letting your, yeah, yeah. not being scared to ask questions. And same thing with Netflix. I think they, um, the site actually already had an account. So that's how we did that one. Mm -hmm. And then once you have the account, you can like see all of the images. Um, that's awesome. And I guess the Hulu one, cause I was writing about the upcoming season. I had to request more images cause they didn't have many on the site yet. Um, and I was looking for images of this one character who actually ends up spoiler dying in the yeah. third episode. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's so weird. Why are there like not very many pictures of her? And then I find out later. Mm -hmm. um, Oops. <laughs> I was like asking if they had any more and they're like, no. But anyways. No, she, she redacted. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, they didn't tell me, but. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they had. But anyways. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah. For the other people, I just contact the artist. For Trina she made me first she said she would scan images in because a lot of her work she was like an independent comic artist in mm -hmm. the 70s so a lot of it isn't copyrighted yeah um it's just on the internet um so she ended up being really busy and just had me google image search it and said she gave her consent for me to use whatever images i found i love so, this woman yeah um so it just kind of it really does change case by case, at least for me. Um, and it's really fun. Yeah. You sound like you're having a great time doing it. So I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm trying to think if there's any, I mean, yeah, I did the, um, I was looking at like the amount of drafts and whatever I had for each story mm -hmm. and it overall, it went steadily down from like 24 to like five, but there was one peak and I did this story like at the end of December on digital art, mm -hmm. which I'm like super passionate about. I really hated yes. the way my art department like didn't support it at all in college. Yeah, um, I never saw any kids actually like doing digital art. No, <laughs> <ever>. I'm self-taught <laughs> with digital art, yeah. which is crazy because I'm a studio art major. 
But anyways. I remember you getting that iPad, so. Yeah. Um, so, and I ended up being able to interview, like, my biggest, like, artist hero, which was so awesome. Uh, but it was also super nerve-wracking. And I, like, interviewed the, pe- like, the program that I draw with on my iPad. I interviewed the creator of that program. Really? Yes. That's so awesome. Um, Even I bought that program. It's great. I'm sure it's, like, oh, yeah? everyone. I'm, that's kind of, like, they're, like, the standard, isn't, aren't they? I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Well, for, so, I mean, this is kind of what the whole story was about. But, because I was, they were launching their update like sometime in December and mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool. I had the beta, like, so I yeah. had access to it early and um, I thought it was going to be revolutionary with animation and I have been animating. Yes, you have. Check out your Instagram, which I don't know the Thank handle. You. What's the handle? AC Mooney? Yeah, but spelled M-O-O-N-Y. By the way, I don't think we even said the name of the program. It's Procreate. It's Procreate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so the whole story was about sort of like a celebration or kind of researchy thing about the launch and also comparing digital art to like traditional physical art Mm -hmm. Um, because one's in galleries and one is not. One's more accessible. And then I also wrote about how uh, Procreate is so much more affordable than the like main alternative, which is Photoshop. Um, Because even with the price of the iPad, it's like way more affordable (laughs) yeah adobe uh uh can kiss my no (laughs) well and like if you're interested in going into like the professional like animation industry you need to you need like after effects and all of those things and all of the creative cloud are important but but for like learning and for like hobbyists yeah it's really fun and i'm so excited like to see what people make with the animation stuff. I think I've made yeah. some pretty cool stuff. So. You have. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess awesome. kind of like I'm demonstrating right now, find something you're really interested in. If you want to be an art critic, yes. find something you're really interested and passionate about within the art world. Anything from like, I don't know, this really randomly came to my head. I don't know if people would publish this, but I wrote a paper <laughs> about um, boobs in uh, etchings. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like etched prints and like how they use the lines to kind of <laughs> represent in the different ways <laughs> anything from that that's to very true art. <laughs> yeah. yeah anything from that very specific topic to digital art go for it yeah. yeah um and it's definitely i mean digital art is definitely something i'm passionate about it's another thing i've been thinking about with all this corona stuff like because mm-hmm. museums are closed so yeah. like my mom yeah. sent me a link the other day of just like a, it was like a master list of all these different museums and um, zoos and whatnot that have like virtual tours or like that have yeah. like a live cam so you can watch like the animals or whatever. But um, I think, yeah, it's tough. I've, and I, I didn't even think about this, but the fact that I run like, um, I kind of run like a book blog, but not really like I'm in that space. It's more like I, my blog is more about writing, but I'm in Mm -hmm. that space of like all the book review blogs. And those are basically like, I mean, that's art critic stuff. So, Um, but I'm in that space. I'm like surrounded by all those people because I'm kind of in the realm of, of these book reviewers. And, um, I do write like some of my posts are about uh, books and whatnot. So I think it's, I don't know, a lot of people are critics and they don't even know it. Yeah. Like I have a whole People post have... about Marvel and that's basically me like talking about the movie and <laughs> Yeah. You should become a movie critic. Yeah. Honestly, like that was that would be great. 
but I still want to, I want to write fiction, so I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I can only have one job, Anna Claire, only one. Just kidding. You can't just be a writer. You can't make any money doing that. (laughs) I mean, being like a novelist, not like, yeah. (laughs) It all takes some time to get to where you need to be. But anyways, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I hope somebody learned something. Yeah. Um, uh, feel free to email us if you have any questions, as we'll say in our outro. Yeah, definitely. We've gotten some cool spam emails so far about, Oh yeah. I finally checked our email after a while and we got some spam emails of podcast like growth people that are, you oh, know, okay. pay money for us Fine. to get your podcast on whatever. I'm like, well, I don't know if we're stooping to that level yet, but, <laughs> but yes. Maybe one day. Feel free to email us or tweet at us. Yeah. At, uh, uh, what's our Twitter? Obsessed Naturally. Obsessed Naturally. Yes. We couldn't get in Obsessed Nature because it's too long. Yes. The end. But um, yeah. <laughs> I won't be able to answer these questions probably, but Anna Claire will. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, anobsessivenature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you. What? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>